Hello and welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna. And we are your High Priestess for this evening. Thank you everyone for tuning back in. We are in the height of the holiday season. The rush, the madness, the stress. The, for real. But you know what? This episode is actually going to be airing on SoundCloud and Spotify on Christmas Day. Well everybody, I hope everyone is having a happy, happy holiday. Merry Christmas, Happy Yule, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Saturnalia, which is, I guess, technically has passed since then, but happy all the things, happy end of the year, happy coming into a new year with yes. all this, the ambitions and everything that hopefully, especially after hearing Taddy's episode earlier this month, that Saturn's like going to fuck you up if you go back on your promises, so happy, serious New Year's resolutions. Yeah, for sure. Happy yeah. 2020, everyone coming in. We're coming back into the roaring 20s. All it, right. It's going to be a magical year next year, for sure. Hell yes. So before we dive in, I, I, have, I have some shocking news. Okay, okay. I'm not drinking White Claw tonight. Oh my God. Oh my God. Here and we you're go. not drinking a 40. What's happening? Because we got <laughs> something else brewing here. We have something super cool. We have this amazing liqueur that was given to me by a friend of mine that's called Santa Clara. Uh huh. And it is like the Latin version of eggnog, basically. Okay. And the really cool thing about it is that it's rumored to be made by nuns or have been invented by nuns. And that could be why there's a picture of a nun on the bottle. Yeah, and she's like real happy looking though. Like every time well, I think hi. of a nun, I think of like a really <laughs> a angry lady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, grump but and frustrated, yes. I mean, but she's just like fucking drinking this shit like water, so she's good. She's very happy. I bet those that whole convent over there is, is happy. Right. <laughs> That's the way you do it. Right. So since we're witches, um, I'm going to just assume that we are going to burn as we drink this. Oh, maybe not. So I hope let's, not. Let's try. Here we go. Cheers. Happy holidays to Cheers. you. Cheers. Let's see what Monica thinks of this, guys. Okay. Mm, it's good. Not bad. Not bad at all. It has a nice little spice that you kind of like took a nice undertone. Yeah. It's not too strong. Not too weak. It's not thick the way regular eggnog is. No. It's... it's like, I don't want to say it's watery because that sounds not right. It's thinner. It's creamy. It's creamy. Yeah. It's creamy. And I was researching this online because I wanted to know a little bit more about it. And its main ingredient is apparently ground almonds. Whoa. Could taste it a little bit. Yeah. Now that I, I know to look for it, I can taste it. But it's really yummy. And I would say that it's far enough away from from eggnog yes that even if you don't like eggnog you might like this so it's worth Absolutely. a try yeah yeah it's like a creamy like almost like a baileys but a little thinner but a different flavor different flavor you know i want to know how many people have listened to this podcast and then decided that they needed to try strega yeah if you tried strega let us know your reaction i would love to hear that even better i will trade you guys if you guys send us your reactions of your faces drinking strega you might get a video of us drinking strega <laughs> in return but first we have to see yours yes show show us yours and we'll show you ours uh, yeah there you go there you um, go. we have a whole feast though so we're not just drinking drinking our our santa clara we also have like our little liquor store snacks that we got but we do have really yummy treats from sour and sweets desserts from courtney the kitchen witch that we were uh, that we did an episode with last week 
Um, I saw her before I came over here, and so she has sent us uh, dark chocolate peppermint bark and cherry mm. bombs. So you guys are yeah. going to be listening to some buzzed <laughs> sugar high witches. You guys are going to get lots of good fucking info tonight. Yeah, I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Let's go. So I'm, I'm excited. And so just before we dive on in, this is our Ask Estrega episode. We do it at the end of every month. And we put we put it out there on Instagram, and we we mention it in the podcast. You guys can email us at winespiritsandwitches at gmail You can find us on Instagram at winespiritsandwitches, and just send us a message with your questions. Like we try really hard to get to each question, um, and we got some good ones this this month. I'm really excited for. Okay. So I just want to encourage everyone listening. There's no such thing as a stupid question. We have all been novices or been stuck or in a pickle at some point because that's just part of being human. So send us your, your question. If we have an answer, we will try our best to get to it and answer it for you. Definitely. So as sure. as we dive right on in to the December 2019 Ask Estrega, the last, last Ask Estrega yep, yeah. of the, the year of the decade. Yeah, huh? Yeah, crazy, Ooh, huh? Yeah. So number one is how do I get started with witchcraft? Okay. Well, my recommendation is to... Get some reading in. Get to the library. Get to the bookstore. Buy books on the subject. Very good way to get some knowledge. But the best way, I feel, to learn about the craft is by taking classes with reputable teachers because that's where you're going to get really good knowledge, really good information. And that's how that's how I learned. How about you? I would definitely say start with reading just because it's a really easy resource that you can kind of sneak to, you know, and you can kind of get to that. And it doesn't really matter where you are in the country or the world. Thanks to the internet, uh, we can find a lot of really valuable online resources. Uh, Kindle and things like that have really awesome digital books. My two, I think, favorite authors growing up when I first got into this was Scott Cunningham. Absolutely, Scott Cunningham. Beautiful author, easy read. Easy to digest the information, no crypticness there, just to the point, real yeah. real easy. Super, I love him. Super straightforward. I yes. love him. Did you ever get to meet him? I know you got to meet him. I never a lot got of... to meet him. Never got to meet him. I okay. think by the time I was really getting more and more involved with him, he had passed already. Gotcha. But my high priest knew him well. That's really cool. Yeah. That's, that's actually kind of this really trippy, like, fangirl moment. Just yeah. because, like, I... I grew up reading that and I, I yeah just, like, that would have been amazing to 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 have met him but unfortunately I did not right so yeah because Monica has met a lot of really reputable and awesome authors, authors absolutely yeah and I think that is super cool that you've got the experience to meet these guys and yes. hopefully talk to them and get yeah. to know them a little yeah. bit you know they're just like people but you know what it is really cool because they have that edge you know they're they're writing and they're giving you this magical information you know so it's a respect thing. 100%. 100%. And Scott Cunningham has really excellent intro books on Wicca. Yes. That even if you're you're like, I don't want to be a Wiccan, like, that's fine. I think it's still a really fantastic place to start because I'm not Wiccan. And yet I've taken a lot of things that I have learned from that book and the, his books, I should say, and created a really great foundation. Yeah. So, you know, you can read those and then you can kind of generally go into most 
like open public rituals and if you've read the anything from you Cunningham have you have the sure. basics so you kind of know sure. what's happening yes he also has some really good reference books like um the encyclopedia of magical herbs I use that Love one constantly that. my bible I call it my bible the the herb book and his stone book yes his crystal book yeah so yeah. Scott, Scott Cunningham is an excellent author. There's also Silver Ravenwolf. I like her, too, and I did meet her, and I know her, yes. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, I like her work, too. It's kind of simplistic as well, which I like. I like to the point and simple. I've exactly. I've always been into simple. And we do have some younger listeners. We also have people that have children that uh, have come and asked us, like, I have a teenager that wants to get into this. Where do we start? I think Silver Ravenwolf is a really good place to start, especially for younger listeners, because she's not overly complicated. She's not inappropriate. She makes it real easy. Doesn't she have a teen series, too? Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Um, She has, and you got to look at it before you buy it, though, because she does also have a fiction called, like, Teen Witch. That's a fiction series. Yeah, don't get that confused with the the knowledge book, the reference book. Yeah, Yeah, because she does have uh, like a Wicca type book that that right. is for teens, and I think that's really excellent as well. And I've read that one too. Oh, you have? Yeah, I okay. got a thumb through that when I got my hands on it, so it's really good. But I think starting off, like, just because reading is a really easy one, but we also have really awesome, reputable people that teach classes that that travel all over the place and teach classes. So I would totally encourage everyone to just look up where's your local occult, metaphysical, new age, whatever store and see what teachers are there. Right. And see what you can find. And if you find a teacher that you are super into, ask them, like, what literature do you have out that I could find? Do you have an Instagram page or a YouTube page? What what more can I learn? Who do you recommend? Right. And start that way. That's right. That's the best way to start. Yeah. I know. It's it's really easy to kind of just look at the world of witchcraft and get really overwhelmed. Yeah. It's and it's so easy. exciting when you're first learning. It's so it, the rush that you get it's such a beautiful rush that you get it's it, it really is and you know what it kind of bummed me out when it started to go away because yeah. it was it, I didn't really get it back and then I got a little taste of it again when I started learning numerology it came back and it was just so nice to have that kind of exciting feeling again yeah. you know because it's a this path is a great path to walk it really is I love the path of the witch i really do i don't know how anybody could just like opt to be like no it's not my thing like respect like i respect that that's you know my husband's thing is he's like it's not my thing and i'm like that's fine but i don't know why not because it's amazing it's exciting it's exhilarating it challenges you to get to know yourself on this whole other level yes and you never stop learning you never stop learning there's always something new to learn yeah always and this is coming from a high priestess you're saying yes. this as a high priestess that you still learn things i'm still learning i'm still learning i'll be the first one to admit that and i get so excited when i do learn something new i'm like oh my god i just learned that I see I, I think that's that's excellent and i think that's really exciting that we have that you know yeah yeah so that is our recommendation just because we do get that question a lot is where yes. to start guys don't get overwhelmed just kind of start though we've giving you two really solid authors to start with go look on like your local like i guess facebook events and and see if there's anything around i find a lot of cool like little witchy events and classes and stuff that way too absolutely so this one's a little interesting question number two and this one now 
for everyone listening, because you guys might hear your questions, I didn't include anybody's name or Instagram handle this time on the questions, just because I wasn't sure if people wanted their names known. But if you do, next time you submit a question, just, like, sign it with your name. Be like, from so-and-so from this part of the country and or world, and we will will mention your name. We'll give you that shout-out. Right. Um, This one, I will say that... um, I'm told I've totally shortened the message that we have gotten from her, but this is from Italy. Okay. So that was okay. kind of exciting. And in short, she's had visions and she's seen shadow people since she was a little kid. She learned how to read palms just naturally on her own as a child. But she's also had this really interesting thing happen that when she was a kid, and even now, she'll look at people's faces and then get a flash of what they would look like older. Oh, and wow. Now that she is older, she knows that. That, in fact, is true because she remembers what she saw as a child, and these are still those faces. So she kind of wants to know, like, what do these visions mean? What is it? And what can she do to learn more to understand it? Uh-huh. So what well, do you think? I think that uh, what you possess there is a gift, for sure. And I just think you need to embrace it and hone it in. Meaning, um, obviously, you you were correct with your visions and you saw proof of that. And that's the most important thing that what you're seeing that you can prove later is fact or reality. So keep a little journal about what you're seeing and feeling so you can confirm or deny whether it, it manifested or it's true or not. Um, and I would just say there are things to do just to enhance your abilities, like there's certain incenses you can burn um, to enhance that um, that ability, like mugwort is one, star anise is another. Um, there are oils that you can get to open up the third eye to help to help bring in more information. Um, and I'm sure different stores and different places have different names for them. In our store, we have two names. We call one is called Sight, one is called Purple Haze, and it does help with opening up that third eye to get the information. Um, so that's what I would do to, to like kind of hone it in a little more and just keep a journal so you can really see where your visions are manifesting or not manifesting. And this way you get a track record and then you get stronger and stronger. That's how you do. Just keep practicing. Yep. What do you think? I, I actually, I'm looking at my notes here, what I wrote down and journaling is 100% really recommended now. Guys, I am I am the laziest person in the world, and I, I really hate journaling. I don't know why. I love having notebooks. I love seeing beautiful handwritten pages and things. I like writing. I don't like journaling. Wow. It's really weird. But um, in this case, especially, I would definitely journal because you want to be able to keep a record. Yes. So that you can go back and not, not just, like see how it how it's developed but also try and look back on that time because maybe you know let's say it's october and you had a vision you wrote it down and then come you know february it's manifested in some way and you can go back you can look at this journal entry and been like okay i get it now because i had this vision and there was this symbol in here that now i understand because i think a lot of what visions and dreams and things like that are it's all symbolism right and you know, and, and one thing that I did write down is that it might be a good idea to get a book on dream dictionaries as well as like a good book on scrying or like tea leaf reading because there's lots of recommendations of what symbols mean. And even though you might be having these visions while you're awake, uh, 
it's it's still symbols and you still have to figure out what it means and this is a really good way to start because symbols are a language all their own and it's a very unique language to the person right but you can start with like the basics that is laid out in a book and see what you relate to and then start to develop your own and so i think having these different books that can kind of help guide you with that as well as coupling that with a journal you're going to be able to start to figure out your own language and understand exactly. what that is. Exactly. I definitely think that it's a gift. And, oh, for sure. Oh, 100%. This is definitely like this person's sight coming in and she's trying to like figure out what it is. I also thought maybe learning some type of more structured divination system would be good. I mean, I know this person did mention that that they read palms okay which i think is super cool but and i i don't read palms so i don't have too much experience with that or or you know guidance to impart there but i was kind of thinking that she might benefit from learning how to use a pendulum oh yeah that would work it's going to connect her to her higher self but it's also and this is at least like i can only speak for myself but i've also learned like when i start to use my pendulum I kind of start to know the answer before it answers for me, and it's because I, I now understand what it feels like when my intuition is talking to me, mm-hmm. and I think that learning how to use the pendulum will teach you that, so you'll start to understand how your intuition works and what it feels like. Right, and that's the most important thing, what the feeling connected to it as well. Yeah, because I think like the tools and the different systems, it's phenomenal. I mean, I love being a tarot reader. I love my cards. Um, they are beat to shit if you see them. They look ancient because they got a lot of love. A lot in them. of war. A lot yeah. of wear. A lot of wear. War and wear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, both. War and wear. <laughs> and I'm sure it's the same thing with you. Like, you have to love being a tea leaf reader, right? I love the tea leaves, yes. Yeah. And I've tried different methods of doing tea leaf readings, like with tea leaf cards and stuff, and it just does not compare. Does it, not compare. It really doesn't. You yeah, know, like it you doesn't find. Compare. I think when you find your divination system, it's like, it's like your true love. Like you just, you find it and there's just nothing that's exactly the same. It's your niche, you know, it's your, your Mm -hmm. personal niche. Yeah. But as much as I love my cards, I got to say, I love knowing that my guides can just talk to me and like when my intuition can talk to me and I know what's up, like it's nice having both, you know, so it's good to know, it's good to know both. Don't just learn a system and use that as crutch. Like feel a little adventurous and and start to understand what that third eye and what that intuition really feels like you right, know right and always go with your first gut feeling always go with your first gut that's feeling. the hardest thing to do but it's the best thing you can do yeah even if it's outside the box so it doesn't feel comfortable it's always the right one the first gut mm-hmm. that's something i learned the hard way trust me so i'm gonna save you all that hardship by telling you go with the first gut feeling for sure yep yep so our our uh Next two questions are actually super cute. Um, And I'm saying that because, well, okay. The first one is, can you teach me a love spell? And why this is cute is because it came from a 13-year-old. Oh, wow. Which I thought was super cool. Um, So I I hope that that he's listening. It's a he. It's a he. I got to meet him through Instagram. Okay. And I told him, I was like, you know what? I will take your question. We will put it on our Ask Astraga. So just listen. So I I hope you are listening. And I hope that we get to impart a little bit bit of wisdom on you here. And before, I want to just touch on this. And I think we have it. I'm sure we'll do it another 8 million times. times. Yes. Let's talk about the ethics of love magic real quick because it's it's tricky. It is a tricky thing. And, you know, most of us have been in that position, I'm sure, once in your life where you have this mad 
crush or this mad desire for someone and you can't think of anything else except that person and you want that person and you don't care how you get them but it is important not to cross the line of manipulation so if you're doing any kind of spell using a specific name without their permission it immediately turns to the dark side so you do not want to use your person your crush your heart ache name you cannot do that um when you're doing work Mm -hmm. that is one of the rules of magic i think my clients get so disappointed when they come at me and they're like i need a love spell i'm like all right i got you they're like i need this person to follow love me like i don't got you yeah you know that's hard it's really hard to say that but it's true um, Here's the thing. If it's the right person, though, like, you got to just keep yourself open because at the end of the day, like, I always tell people, think back on, like, your ex that you're totally over. And at one point in time, like, you really thought that they were the one and you would have given anything for them. And now you're like, eh, I don't give a shit. Right. You know? So it could be the same thing. So just keep keep an open mind. Keep an open heart. And let's do this and let's see who's going to come through because it's always going to be the right person. True. And it may not be the person you think of in the moment, but there's been plenty of moments in the past you thought it was someone else that was perfect that now you don't have an interest in, you know? Yeah, and if you do, and I know all, all of us have been there and all of us have said, okay, I'm going to do it anyway. And, you know, I was there one time when I was very young, but learn, lesson learn, lesson learn. Uh, you might find that you'll probably get that person, but you might be very disappointed with the outcome because then you're going to start to see things that maybe is not good about this person because I've seen that happen many, many times. And then you're going to be like, how do I get rid of them? So be very selective, be very careful about what you're doing in love magic or any kind of magic. Yes. Yes. So a little love spell? A little love spell. So I've got one. Do you have one too? Sure, I'll give you one. But you go first. Go All ahead. right. So I thought that this one would be really easy to do. And I remember being a 13-year-old playing with witchcraft. So I thought that this would be something easily accessible. Okay. Um, and so you only need two things. You need a piece of rose quartz, which is a really pretty pink stone. It's a heart chakra stone. So it opens up your heart in any way that you need. So this love spell isn't just for romantic love. It can be for family love, for friendship love, for self-love, any type of love that your heart chakra is imbalanced in or you feel is missing in your life. And rose quartz is really universal for that. So you take that and you take a white candle, any size. And you know what? The power of the dollar store, guys. Like, you can get some really good ones there. Yeah, you can. And so you take, like, I mean, we have, like, embossing pens and quills and all these things that we carve into candles with. But a good nail would even work or even a pen that you don't care if it gets messed up and you carve your full name and birthday into it and then you can even just write down your intention like bring me a boyfriend or a girlfriend bring me love bring me good and true friendship and whatever that is and you light your candle and you put the piece of rose quartz next to it uh-huh. try to put it far enough away if, especially if it's like a drippy candle though because you don't want the candle to like overtake your rose quartz and then you can't get it out right um, but let the candle burn out completely and then you keep that rose quartz with you in your pocket and when you're you're feeling kind of like I guess nervous or something about whatever type of love that you're acquiring like maybe if you're waiting to go and like talk to someone that you have a crush on or like go make new friends or you're sitting at a cafe waiting for your date you can rub the rose quartz and it'll help soothe you but also help bring that love towards you. Very so, good. I thought that was a nice, easy, it is easy. all-encompassing, 13-year-old friendly, but also 30-year-old friendly love spell. Okay. 
Well, I'm going to go a little different. This is, I'm going to go with a little pink candle. Um, pink is, is definitely the color for love as well as red sometimes, but you're going to take a little pink candle and with your pencil or your, or your nail or your carver, you're going to, you're going to draw two interconnecting hearts together without mentioning any names put your full birth name and birth date on there if you have any uh, oils like rose oil or vanilla oil or anything like that you're going to anoint that candle with that oil and also you're going to make a list of what your perfect lover would be start out with it being male or female because a lot of people leave that out and they're very surprised when the same sex comes along and it's not what they <laughs> that's not what they wanted i have seen that happen oh me yep. too me too i've seen it happen the opposite way too yeah, yeah yeah so you write down male or female and then all the attributes that you want in that person you want them to be rich you want them to be funny you want them to be healthy you want them to be whatever it is and you make that list do you think it would work if I wrote down that I want it to be Jason Momoa? Because I really want it to be Jason Momoa. Listen, girl, you're married. You better stop it right now. I know, but I'm pretty sure he would understand because it's fucking Jason Momoa. <laughs> Who doesn't want him? Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know about that. We'll see about that. Um, and so with your list, you're going to place it underneath the candle. And then you're going to light the candle. Put the candle on a plate and put the paper underneath the plate. And then you're going to burn that candle all the way down. And then you're going to carry that piece of paper with you until it manifests or put it under your pillow when you sleep until it manifests. Simple. I love it. So what do you do with it after it manifests? And after it manifests, then you can just like celebrate. I mean, you can just put that paper in your in your book of shadows because it yeah. worked. The spell worked. Yeah. Right? I think so. Yes. That's a really good one. I like that. Okay. I like it. Um, I, I have another super cute question. Okay. Okay. Um. And this one comes from an 11-year-old. Okay. That also found us on Instagram, and it's, can I be in your coven? Oh, my goodness gracious me. Okay. So, I love it. We're we're going to create the next generation of witches. Yes. Strega yes. is coming to power. Yes. Um, I, I did message this person back already, but I wanted to share this anyway, just because I think some people are kind of wondering, like, what it takes and, and how this works. And I know that we have covered... A little bit about covens before and we've kind of, we've we've i think kind of very much openly talked about ours in a lot of ways but we've never really talked about joining our coven All right um and i did say to this person that unfortunately you have to be at least 18 years old yes at least 18 at so least. you know do do your studying on it and then when you turn 18 try and go to different rituals and see what you find and what you like and if Strega is still the way to go, you know where to find us and hit us up. Right. But right. until then, I did tell this person that they that he gets to be an honorary Strega. Right. I agree. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Just keep plugging. Do your research. Study. Uh, usually, the way that works is usually a person, if they're interested in a certain path, they usually approach the high priest or high priestess and ask to study with them. Uh, sometimes it's the opposite way around. The high priest, the high priest will see the, that potential in a person and ask them to come study with them. But that's basically how it works. You know, you either ask or you're asked. Have you ever asked somebody? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, sure. Okay. I didn't know if that was like a, a thing where it was like, no, you, you have to approach the no, high No, no. I've priest asked. Priestess. I've asked. Yeah? Chris is one of them. Stacy is the other. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That's cool to know. Yeah. Um. So there you have it. So you, 
You are an honorary striker. You are an honorary member of our coven. And when you turn 18, come hit us up in, in seven years and let's see what's up. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I love it. I was really excited about those questions. I thought that was super cool, you know? I think it's a good question. Yeah. Very good questions. We're really plowing, like, right on through this. Yeah, it's real, real good. I like it. So, oh, here was another kind of cool one is, um, what is the difference between a strega and a witch? Oh, yes. Okay, go ahead. You take it to start. So the word strega is actually an Italian word for the word witch. Correct. So when you hear the word strega, it legit means witch, but it's in Italian. So that hints to you that this means that we're talking about an Italian witch, someone that practices Italian witchcraft. Right. Uh, and and what does that mean? Because I would, you know, there's there's different types of Italian witchcraft depending on which region of Italy we're talking about. Correct. And some of it can be very ceremonial, while others can be very folky, or you can be anywhere in between. And when I mean folky, it means, you know, you, like, dress up a fucking potato in a wedding dress when you want something, or you're really angry, so you, like, stab it with a kitchen knife. That's that's some pretty folky, powerful stuff, you know? And you have a knowledge of herbs medicinally yes. to help the, the village people there. Yeah. yeah, when we talk about folk magic, what that really means is that it is using... The ingredients, the things that are around you that you have available to you and understanding and having a working knowledge of the energies of what is around you. Of nature, yes. And how to use that. And so when we talk about folk magic as a whole, which is not limited just to Strega, but it's traditions all over the world. Absolutely. It will be very different depending on what region we're talking about. Right. Um, but that is what a strega is, is someone that identifies as someone that practices Italian witchcraft. And I want to see someone that identifies as practicing it rather than someone that identifies as being an Italian witch because you don't necessarily need to be of Italian lineage no, to you practice. Do not. You do not. No, you do not. It's something that um, resonates with you. And that's why we always, uh, you know, encourage people to go. Uh, to different rituals of different paths to see which one resonates with you and if this is the one that resonates with you then you follow through yep exactly now what a witch is is more of a broad term of anyone that identifies as someone that is living a magical lifestyle because there is traditions of witchcraft that you would see as a religion right and there's others that are just a lifestyle and a practice. Now, you don't necessarily need to abandon whatever religion you have been raised with to be a witch. Now, I I knew my one of my favorite readers back east, one of my favorite little witches. She calls herself the Catholic witch. Yep, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I, I mean, some of the owners of Greenland, there's multiple owners of, our, of the store that we work at, and a few of them are Jewish. Yeah, And so a exactly. lot of the times around the holidays, we have a menorah on our altar. You know, you don't have to renounce what your faith is to understand understand and have knowledge of what's going on around you and how to work with energy and be more in tune with it right you can incorporate it exactly incorporate it into your life yes exactly and i want to hit on a little bit more of even a broader term than witch real quick which can i just say that there's plenty of people out there that are very witchy that don't realize that they're witchy oh yeah for sure my husband has been very sick this week and he's had the flu and it's been kicking his ass and I I was finally at my wit's end and I didn't know what to do so I called his mom because I called his mommy because I am an adult <laughs> and his his dad actually had some really excellent like folk, folk remedies right? yeah now if I were to ask his dad if he was a witch or a brujo he'd be like deny nope, deny nope deny. nope nope but it was straight out like he was, they were giving me instructions on what to do and I'm like 
okay, so we're just going to witchcraft this away. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and neither of them would ever say that it was magic, but to to a witch that it is magic so it's really interesting so i encourage everyone that if you're fortunate enough to have your older family members or your family members in general around you find all the weird quirky shit that they do interview them interview them get the information absolutely because i bet there's some really cool quirky stuff in there that really works because you gotta realize like the old stuff has been around for a while for a reason right exactly proven it's Mm -hmm. been proven yes Uh uh-huh um but my, my other term that I wanted to throw out there is the word pagan. Right. Because I identify as that. When people ask me, like, what are you? I don't, I think more so recently I would say, like, oh, I'm a strega. Right. But before that, or even sometimes if I know that people wouldn't know what a strega is, and I'm, you know, trying to make things short as I say, I'm a pagan. Uh-huh. And a pagan is a very big blanket of term um, for anyone that has a religion that isn't one of our mainstream ones and this falls into people that have earth-based religions or are polytheists and believe in multiple deities right and this this can pertain to a lot of different types of religions out there so not all pagans are witches not all pagans are magical practitioners no no. but uh, and not all witches are pagan either because like you said you have a friend that's a catholic witch right exactly so a really good example of this would be wicca which is its own religion yes it is and so not all pagans are wiccan no but all wiccans are pagan yes so that is the <laughs> best a... way to kind of look at it, at yeah, that because it's under that umbrella of pagan because it's an alternative religion yes yes exactly so that is that is my my little mind fuck curveball that i'm gonna throw at everyone for right, tonight right, and so yeah. now you guys get to use correctly use the word pagan in a sentence other yeah. than saying that pagans are heathens because we all already know that yeah we already know <laughs> that that's true we already do know that very good so you gotta take this one um or at least you gotta take it first is can you tell me a money magic spell Ooh, money magic. Ooh, Show money me magic. the money. Well, I, you know what? I'm big on candles. I am a big candle person. So I would definitely get a green candle for sure. And with your magical little instrument, you're going to carve some dollar signs in there. You're going to make some pyramids, you know, because that's what you see pyramids on the uh, dollar bill and, and other monies. And you're going to make an eye because that's also on dollar bills. And what you're going to do is you're going to take some coins or some dollar bills and you're going to put it all the way around that candle, okay? If you have a magnet from the store anywhere, get that magnet, put that in front of the candle to attract and pull in the money. And then you're going to put your name on it with your birth date and you're going to light it and let it burn all the way down. Burn, baby, burn. Carry that change with you until the man and you know what you can even put the amount be realistic be realistic on the candle i i have done that with a candle i didn't use green just because i already had a gold one and i thought that worked but um i had a very specific amount right because i i needed to pay off a debt i needed to pay it off i needed to get it done and i wasn't sure how i was going to do it but i was like well i'm gonna try and so i i carved that amount into the candle right and i lit it and the next day my bank called me and they gave me a loan for that plus like an extra like hundred dollars or something like that awesome and i i had this moment of oh my god witchcraft is real yes um so you can but it's not just about being realistic i think in those cases when we're talking about money magic it's not just about being realistic it's about being aware of where there's a need versus a want 
Yes, or need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you need the money, it's going to, that's what, I mean, the need has to be there. You just don't, if you want the money to buy that, that pair of those high heels, you know, with the red bottom shoes that mm-hmm. cost a million bucks. Those pretty you know, that's shoes. not really a, a need. If you need to feed your family, keep a roof over your head, that's need. Yeah. yeah. And, and that is really the difference. So when you do your money magic spells, guys. Ask yourself that first. And I'm not saying that you can't do a money spell for a want. I just, I'm not going to be like heartbroken when it doesn't come true. And that that's kind of that difference here that you want to be aware of. Right, right. So I kind of had a feeling that you were going to go the way of a candle. So I wanted to do something a little different. Okay. As well as do something a little discreet. Okay. But before I get into that, we are in bayberry season right now. Oh, yeah. It's so a holiday season. Bayberry is a very popular scent, which means that there's a ton of bayberry candles out. Bayberry yes. is excellent for money. Yes, it is. So take advantage of the season. And I know that this is airing on Christmas Day. So take advantage of those after Christmas sales and stock up on your bayberry candles. Yes. One of my favorite crystals is pyrite. Very good one. I, it, it is fantastic for luck and money, and it is, it's actually fool's gold. So that's how I was initially familiar with it, was I remember being a little kid and playing with fool's gold. Did anyone oh. else do that? Like, were you a little kid? Did you play with fool's gold? No, was I weird? I just I played with rocks? I used to play with the trees in, in, in the yard. Okay, so you were weird, too. All yeah, right. I was weird in my own way. Yeah. I like it. Um, pyrite's a really, good, a really good money stone, though, so you can definitely use that. Right. Um, and so those are two, but I did have a little kind of spell thing that I came up with and I wanted to come up with something a little bit more discreet because I don't know where everybody's at with being open and out of the broom closet, you know? Right. So let's talk about poor people food real quick. And when I mean poor people food, I mean, if you guys have ever been broke, you know that rice, pasta, and beans are your friends. It's plentiful, it's cheap, it's filling. Okay? Yes, it is. Which means that we have an abundance of it, correct? Right. And abundance is a key word here. So pick one of those, rice, beans, or pasta, and you're going to be using that for part of this. And... You're going to take a little gold candle. If you can't find gold, you can use preferably green or yellow, I suppose. But if I can't find gold, I usually go for green. And you're going to light that in your kitchen while you're cooking this. And you're going to turn on your pot of either pasta, beans, and rice. And while the pot is starting to bubble and everything's starting to cook, you're going to start to visualize the money or the financial goal or material goal that you have in mind bubbling and brewing in this pot and even if like if this is something that you can serve like pasta or beans you're going to stir it and you're going to stir it clockwise and you're going to start whispering to your pot about what you need to manifest monetarily and once that's all done and you go and you you know you prepare your dish you serve your food and as you're eating it you're going to start to imagine your wishes starting to unfold into your life very good and I would just say is reserve a small amount of this that you can off- use as an offering or as a spirit plate to give to the powers that be and to deities or spirits to help assist with this. A little libation. Yep, a little libation. So that's a little bit more low pro. Yeah, which people would not even it. know what you were doing there. Exactly. They might think you're crazy for whispering to your food, but oh, I mean, okay. if people were staring at you, I guess you could just think it really hard, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I thought that was a fun one, and it's something that's real easy to do, and and if you're really hard-pressed for money or you just don't know where to get a green or a gold candle in, in this particular case, I would say a white one would be fine. Universal yes. color. Don't forget, white is the substitute, for sure. Universal substitute. 
for sure. Exactly. So this question, I was kind of excited to answer because okay. I, I feel like it is a question that talks about like real world problems. Okay. You know, real world problems, things that we need to kind of get with. And um, it shows us how witchcraft can kind of help that. And I love finding things where magic can really help us in our everyday real world life. Yes. Um, so again, I'm not using anybody's names, but for future, if you ever want us and you're okay with, with it for us to use your name, go ahead and sign it at the end of your message and then we will know and we will go ahead and share that. So give us your name or your Instagram handle and where you where you hail from. I will say that this is from England. Okay. Okay. And it says, hey, I am a male to female transgender woman and there are a few people around where I live that are rude to me because of either how I dress or because they know I am trans. Is there anything I can do in terms of witchcraft to deal with how they make me feel? P.S. Love the podcast. Love from England. Nice. So I was excited that we got some messages from across the pond, and I was excited that we get the opportunity to kind of help someone cope with assholes. Right. You know, assholes. Yeah. And the one thing I will say is that I, I mean, no matter how much witchcraft you throw at things, people are always going to be assholes. I wish that that wasn't the case, but they are. Unfortunately, so it is. Yes. My first thing to you is, is do you keep being exactly who you are and be proud of who you are and the right people are going to love you and the rest of them, well, you know what? Fuck them. Yep, fuck them. So take the wheels, Mama Strega. Wait, what do you got going on for okay. this one? So you know what? You know, you uh, there's a ways to you can just uh, banish these people and stuff, but that's not the road I'm going to go. I'm going to go with empowering you and your spirit and yourself. So there is an animal, and it is the cougar or the panther that is associating with getting your power. So I want you to do a meditation about the panther and see yourself see yourself getting more and more stronger and powerful, just like that cougar. And you're going to be able to take on anything because you're going to start imagining that is and you're going to get your confidence up and you're not going to care. Eventually, you're not going to care what other people say because you're going to be this powerful, beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. So think about that panther, do a meditation and then go for it. I love it. Okay. I love that. And you know, I love having that we have our phones now because instead of just like printing out a picture and putting it on your altar, especially for something like that where you might need that reminder throughout the day, yes. you can set it as like, you know, you can just save a picture in your phone or set it as like the wallpaper on your phone. Absolutely. And you have like portable witchcraft in your purse or in your pocket, you know? Absolutely. Or you can download a picture, put it on your refrigerator, on your bathroom mirror, and every time you look at it, that's more power coming to you. Exactly. I love that one. I really Thank do. You. Yeah, I like it too. One easy thing... Um, and I guess it's easy depending on your resources and if you can get a hold of it. But there's this stone called bronzite. Okay. And it's it's not the prettiest stone in the world. No, um, it's not. It's not but one I, of my favorites. But. No, it's not the prettiest. But I have seen pieces of jewelry with it where it's it's okay. But you can get a loose piece of it, super cheap, like a buck fifty maybe. Sure. Um, and bronzite is known as a stone of courtesy. It helps um, make you courteous to people and people courteous to you. Nice. It's also really good for enforcing boundaries, Ah, which I think everybody is becoming more and more aware of their own personal boundaries, especially as magical practitioners. People are going to be more aware of it. It's also a really good return to sender stone. It has really nice return to sender properties. Okay. People that don't know what return to sender or RTS is, 
It's um, think about that that nursery rhyme when you're a little kid. I am rubber, you are glue. Whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. Uh-huh. And that's basically what it is. It takes all that energy that's being thrown at you, and you don't even need to know where it's coming from, and it just sends it right back to where it came from. And it's just one of those things that, like, some people go, well, isn't that mean? I'm like, well... They should be sending it to begin with. Exactly. That's my saying. It's so true. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. Don't Don't. fuck with my candle. Don't fuck with me. And don't fuck with my fucking dogs. How about that? Yeah. Don't fuck with my family. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with my animals. She's Don't getting, fuck with my candles. She's getting real New York, guys. She's starting to talk with her hands. Like this, the Italians coming <laughs> the, out. The flames are coming out. Yes, <laughs> but sure. it's true though. So when it comes to like return to centers and stuff like that, like you're not cursing me when you're saying just don't fuck with me. So because of that, I would say that bronzite is real great. But I actually thought I thought about this one because I'm like, what is the best way to take this? And yeah, it, I mean, you could banish people, but you don't really need to do that. Just because if you were to banish every asshole and bully that is around you, you would live a really lonely existence because <laughs> everyone's kidding. a douchebag. Um, I thought it would be a really cool thing to do a glamour. And what I mean by doing a glamour is sometimes I think about different like movie stars or people that I know and things like that that I just I think are fucking badasses right or maybe they're just typecast dude and i just really appreciate the type of character that they play and so the one person that i think of in cases like this where you really need that confidence and that don't fuck with me and that like cougar panther fucking vibe i think of jessica lang i love jessica lang she is at least like now and in this generation most known for her roles that she's played in american horror story and she's just always a fucking badass yeah, she is. And so a lot of times I win, I feel like I'm being tested or my authority is being tested or challenged and things like that. I kind of think, I'm like, well, how would Jessica Lang handle this? Ah. You know? And so, and once you kind of think about that and, and then you start to try and mimic how you think they would, they would respond to things, that is when you first start putting that kind of glamour on. So... Ah. What I would suggest is, the, like, who is, who is your Jessica Lang? And this could be someone that, you know, in, in your real and personal life, this could be a movie star or something like that. But who is somebody that you really respect the way that they come about dealing with bullies and people like this and that dealing with how do they deal with their hurt feelings? And think about that person. I would enchant a piece of jewelry or a piece of lipstick or perfume or something to carry those vibes with you. And I've gone as far as doing that. That's how my Supreme Oil came about. It's Jessica Lang and a bottle. Oh, wow. That's, that's great. how I came up with it. Is like I was like, you know, she is, she's the Supreme. She is the badass. How would she handle these things? And so that I so I came up with a scent that gives you those Jessica Lang vibes. Very so good. I would say come up with something like that so that you can wear it and you can start to kind of take this person that you look up to and, and take their approach to these bullies and take their approach to how to process the feelings about it. Very good. I like it. All right. Guys, I just got Mama Strigo's like seal of approval here. Look Very at that good. shit. Very good. <laughs> awesome. Okay, we have one more question. Okay. All right. Um, and this is another one that we got through Instagram and I'm not mentioning the names or anything like that but it says I struggle with depression so how can I be a quote unquote productive witch when I'm not feeling motivated mm. so that that's a tough one and I think that's also again thank you for asking that thank you for being honest about where you're coming from because honestly I think a lot of people feel this way sometimes right and we, we need to kind of like 
figure out how to get with that because depression is a very it's very real. real thing it's real uh-huh it's real and so it's and it's a bitch and especially with your magic because your magic is so personal and unique and tied to you that it can be it can be hard to deal with you know right exactly my first recommendation was again two stones um one is red tiger's eye because it ups that motivation it's a very fast paced kind of stone so it can really help speed things up as far as like getting you into go mode but as far as combating the depression i recommend carnelian it's one of my favorite stones because it's the happy stone okay it helps banish depression but it also it just uplifts your sense of humor and your happiness and helps you feel a little lighter um, and it also corresponds with the colors that I was thinking of because I was thinking of the color red for movement and life force and luck and power. And energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, red is a very energetic color. It is. Powerful um, color. Very oh, yeah. Powerful. And carnelian and red tigers, I both have those orangey red colors to them. So they, they do. They do color color correspond with that i also kind of thought about maybe cinnamon um cinnamon's a really like lusty kind of herb it's very spicy but because of that it's energetic yes um but i did look up a couple herbs that i thought had really nice scents to them as well that would make probably a good oil blend or you you know they smell really nice you can probably just find fragrances that already have them which is gardenia which helps promote peace and sweet pea, which helps pr- promote uh, happiness and strength. The other thing that I thought might be kind of nice is a high John the Conqueror root. Mm. Because, um, first off, roots, um, when you work with them, are kind of like mojo bags or spirits and people. In the sense that the more you work with them, the, the more of a relationship you develop with them. And high John can really help when you, when you feel like you really need to conquer something. And when you don't know how you're gonna do it when the odds are stacked against you and you really need some fucking help that like you grab that root and you talk to it and you give it a mantra or whatever you're gonna do and you work it and it really helps come through and help you conquer these situations that you really need help with very good yeah. what about dragon's blood i think dragon's blood could be another one that would have been excellent i didn't even think about that yeah dragon's blood is a very good one for pu- pushing that pushing the gamut well the first thing i would want to say to this person is what are you doing to handle this depression? Is it chronic? Is it just occasional? If it is chronic, I would recommend, of course, going to a therapist or seeing a therapist. Yes. Um, but there are these wonderful elixirs that this Dr. Bach, B-A-C-H, created in the 1800s that work on the emotions. Don't ask me how it works. I don't quite know. But all I know is that it does work. And he has all these remedies. So you would go online and you would look up the Bach flower remedies or elixirs. And you would look at the symptoms of each remedy. And if it does not match you, disregard it. Go to the next one. And you'll find the one that fits you. Narrow it down and then get it. Um, It's odorless, tasteless, non-addictive. And it is cumulative. That's the key word. You need to be consistent, and it's going to take about a month for it to get into your system. But once it's in your system, all of a sudden, la, you're going to hear those angels singing around you. Um, Do do that um, and see how that helps you. Also, bringing eucalyptus into the home and lavender. Lavender lifts depression, and eucalyptus is... Um, great for lifting emotionally charged situations. So you could do it aromatherapy wise. You could do it um, by taking, ingesting these uh, little elixirs, but you're going to feel so much better. And what you put into your magic is what you get out. You don't want to do magic when you're low because that's what you're going to get. Yeah. So you want to try to fight that. And don't forget, get your power back. 
Think about the cougar again. There you go. Think, I love it. You know? So that was that's my suggestion. Have you ever actually, like, after reading this, this question, I actually had to stop and think about the times that I've been really down in the dumps. I can't say. I think I think I might have tried magic, like, maybe, like, a first time or two, like, being a witch and dealing with this, but I didn't really see results. But in general, when I feel like this, I don't, I don't think that I've ever really tried to do magic. Have yeah. you? Well, you know what? I found if I'm a little low or, or like, sad about something, actually doing magic change, changes my mindset. So it could be, like, a shape-shifting thing. And you mm. are in control, unless it is a physical depression thing or chemical thing but it just for general um depression you are in control of yourself it's mind over matter you can shape shift and you know i know the word shape shift uh, connotates like changing into an animal or shifting into uh, something else but not necessarily what it means is taking that mood and shifting it to a different mood and you yeah. have the power to do that so if you want to be miserable all day that's your choice if not change it shift shape shift Yep. You know what? I do have to say that there's been plenty of times that I've been down or just fussy and cranky and not wanting to deal and have had to meet my coven. And I drag and drag my fucking feet and bitch and moan the entire time on the way to the coven stead. But you know what? Once I get there, I feel great. Once I do ritual, yeah, you're amaz it's once amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, once I start getting into ritual and stuff, I feel so much better. So that part is true. Yeah, use your magic as, as a positive force for changing the way you feel yeah absolutely and i would say again like maybe even doing kind of like what you were talking about with like the shape shifting with the cougar like this would be another time that maybe like a glamour would be good like think about like someone that you look up to whether it be in your real life or you know what is that noise i have no idea sorry guys there's spirit i yeah, don't know i guess so um Okay, it's kind of creepy. I'm just going to kind of try and ignore it. Anyway, yeah. as I was saying, this would be another time to look up someone that you, you look up to or you admire. You could even be like someone fictional, but kind of just say, like, what would they do? What would Jessica Lange do? Or right. what would fucking Fred Weasley do? Because, you know, as, as even though they were twins and they're basically the same, Fred was always my favorite. I don't know why. Don't ask me. Um... For all the Harry Potter fans out there, they will get that. Monica, you're showing your lack of Harry Potterness here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fail. Um, I did have one other thing. So we are we are done with our questions for Ask Astraga. So okay. thank you to everyone that submitted us questions. We really appreciate it. Keep sending them our way. Send us messages on Instagram. At we love to hear from witches. you. Love hearing from you guys. Yes. Instagram, our, our, our email, um, winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com. But we love hearing from you. Send us questions. Send us experiences or just anything that you have that is occulty and bizarre that you need to share with your witch family because we got you. And I did have one thing I wanted to share. Okay. Um, and this is actually really interesting because this is the second time that someone has dreamt about you. Oh, no. The first... No, 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 no. It's cool. It's cool as fuck. So the first one was a friend of mine who... I'm, I'm paraphrasing here because I'm pulling it from memory, but she had a dream that she was a baby, and you were, like, cradling her as a baby in a rocking chair. Oh. And I don't know if she's ever even seen a picture of what you look like. 
but wow. she she knew it was supposed to be you. Oh wow! This is another one um, that came from our Instagram, and again, I'm not going to use names this time, but like again, sign your name from now on. I will make sure I share who it's at and give a shout out. But um, she said, "Listen to this week's episode," and I thought I would just mention that I had a dream last night that Monica was teaching a tarot class, and I was a part of it. She brought someone for us to practice with, and I was the last to talk to the person because I went to the bathroom. And I asked the question, the person, some, I answered the person or asked the question. I think there's a typo here. Um, but basically they asked the question to the person and it was, what should I do about my children? And the answer, answer, oh, so the person asked them the question, my bad, is what should I do about my children? And the answer their cards got was do exactly what you're doing. They will appreciate it in time. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. Wow. I mean, people's dreams now. Holy cow. <laughs> You're dream famous, Monica. My goodness gracious. Wow. So I just want to say, because Monica's really bad at advertising for herself, that she does, in fact, teach classes. She teaches some really fucking phenomenal classes. Um, and I totally suggest if you are ever in Los Angeles and she is teaching one, totally go take it because you will walk away with a lot of really good information. But Monica does not teach tarot classes. No, I do not. I do not teach tarot classes, that's for sure. You teach really excellent scrying classes and all sorts of divination. And, I mean, you have some really cool, like, little divination practice. I call I one um, psychic bocce ball, like, with the crystals, and you throw them for your yes and no answers. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So you teach some really cool ones. Yeah, so yeah. I thought that was a really cool dream, and I wanted that to was. mention it. Thank just you. Thank you it. for dreaming about me. <laughs> Appreciate that. So it is time to come about for our shout-outs. You know, since it's holiday time, I think I have to shout-out to my families, my um, birth families and my children and my coven family. Happy Yule. Here's your shout-out. Hope 2020 brings you abundance, blessings, and goodness and lots of love. I love it. I have two two shout outs okay um one is to the amazing jason and we saw him last night last night we were at the green man stores yule celebration which was packed and beautiful yes full of energy and jason brought you a present that he was he was listening to the podcast and he heard the episode where i mentioned that you didn't have a reusable water bottle or coffee mug and so he bought you one because he's a sweetheart we we love you jason you're a sweetheart you are I had a shout out to you too. Yes. I, I love you, Jason. You are handsome as fuck. You're magical as fuck and you're amazing. Yes. Um, and then I do have a really sappy shout out that I wanted to shout out to my amazing friend and soon to be cousin in law, Gabby, and her new fiance, Jose. Nice. They just got engaged yesterday. Congratulations. Every like I can feel my face getting hot. Like I'm blushing for them. I am just I'm so happy for them. And so I wanted to give a shout out to both of them and say congratulations and I love you guys. Very good. This is our last, yeah, this is our last podcast episode. For 2019. Yes. I guess we're going to see everyone in the roaring 20s. Well, out with the old, in with the new. I wish everybody a new year coming full of health, wealth, happiness, money, orgasms, and yummy food. Yeah, absolutely. And lots and lots of magic. Yeah, lots of magic, you guys. Thank you guys so much for making our 2019 
freaking fantastic. Yes. You guys have been awesome. We love you. And Monica, I love you. And I love you too. And we we're will getting s- mushy. We're getting yeah. mushy. And we didn't even have that much to drink. And we're having an I love you man moment. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much. I hope that everyone is having a beautiful holiday season. I hope you have a beautiful end of the year and an epic start to the new one. Yes. And on that note. Merry meet. Merry part. And, and merry, merry meet, meet again. again.